Hey, then we're talking about rescuing a crop from chemical damage. It's probably less of a problem now than maybe it was in the old days with lesser chemistry or maybe longer, uh, shall we say, residuals, but it's still an issue. Temple Roads had this experience here in Maryland. We're with Jason Worley from Nature's. Behind us is a crop that he had to rescue. What happened? So it was, uh, it was kind of a combination of everything. It really wasn't any one thing. It was a multitude of different problems all happening at the wrong time. So we, we, put the, we put our chemistry on, our post application on, and the corn was probably V4, V5-ish. Um, and when we applied it, the very next day, or actually the continuing five to seven days, is when the Canada smoke happened, and it got cool. It was already dry, and it was already cool, so the crop was already kind of stressed at that point. There wasn't a lot of sunlight. Well, when that smoke came in, and it kind of covered us up for like five days, our problem was is we had no sunlight, and we we were basically asking that plant to, hey, look, I need you to metabolize all of this right now with no sunlight, no photosynthesis, no nothing, and we didn't have any rain. So all of it happened at one time with cool temperatures, and, man, you want to talk about a funky-looking crowd. I mean, this is where all of our trials is for all of our, our partners and labs, and it just went backwards terrible. Okay, when we think about rescuing from chemical damage, the old way of thinking was it was residual, the stuff from the prior year that wouldn't leave the soil, hadn't broken down, and it just stays in there. You know, it used to be, like I said, in the 80s, it seems like 90s was a bigger issue. The stuff I used on last year's corn is best at stunting my soybeans this year. That's not what happened. No, so nowadays, you know, we're asked, these plants, you know, they, they're able to, to metabolize all these different chemistries. So this was just a chemistry that was put on, and it, it, I've used it for five or six years. I've never had any issue. It was just wrong time, wrong place, wrong environment, and I, I didn't know that it was coming. Like, we, how are you going to look at, the, at, at a map or a, you know, or a forecast and say, hey, the next five to seven days, yeah. we're going to get smoke from Canada? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't happen. There was nothing that I could look at, and I couldn't, I couldn't make that call. So, Mr. Worley, normally on labels, it doesn't say... Uh, don't apply if half of Quebec is burning and you're going to be getting smoke coming down there. That's not something that's on a label. Anyway, the point is conditions are the problem, but I don't know that we see that as much as the old days of chemical residue, but you, you see a lot more of the country than I do. Am I wrong? Is this more of a problem than, than I realize now? Believe it or not, it is because with different chemistries, genetics, and things that are out in the marketplace, you know, cleaning sprayers out and various things like that. I mean, you're getting some residues, so you're going to have some crop injury. So, you know, we try to tell everybody, if you, you know, if you have that, act immediately. Start doing some foliar applications on this crop. Try to get it to recover. Phosphorus being one thing, potassium being another piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So that's the thing. So you're you're looking at here, when did you know there was a problem? Day three, day four after application of what well, I sprayed on a Friday. I went and seen uh, Kelly. We went um, out in Iowa, and I was there for four or five days and I got home and I was like, holy crap, my whole crop's ruined. So immediately I reached out to the guys in Nature's and I was like, all right, here's the problem. This is what we got. They told me what to do. We came out here, we did some root digs and we realized that at the bottom of the crown of these plants, it was dying off. So the answer was, is until you establish brace roots and it makes it, it's going to make the plant go get brace roots because those are dying off. You need to feed it from the top. So that's what we did. It was a, it was a heavy load of foliar nutrition to, to get that plant out of its funk, make it shoot more brace roots, 
and make it go down and get the fertility that was there. There was fertility there. It just wasn't be, going to be able to capture. So the herbicide problem was obviously conditions made us that herbicide. It didn't, it, it just didn't get broken down. But then instead, it started damaging the plant. Would he have been, a, would this be, would this be done? Or would it just be really stunted? I don't think, if you, if you had to react it as quick as you had. Yeah. We wouldn't have had a crop. Okay. We would have had a crop, I would say, been a, yield, a, a big yield reduction. Like half? It would have been a huge re yield reduction. I don't know what, I don't know what crop we got out here, but right now, I'm thrilled with the way that it looks versus the way that it had started out. Right. Now, there's one thing that we can't make up. What happens between V3 and V6? It's determining the rows around. Well, if it's determining the rows around, that happened at the exact same time. So if that happened, like, that's something I'm not going to make up. So did it reduce my yield? Absolutely. 100%. It reduced my yield. I'm never going to see that benefit. Right. So we went through a two-week window of bringing it out of it and getting it back into the green. Okay, so you're not, you're not a, it's not a loser. It's also not going to be record setter. Maybe a 10% be done? I mean, looking at it. I'd, I'd say yeah. minimum of 10%. 10 to 20% yeah. you know, It's It was a, it's still, it's not what I want, but it's a lot better than I thought. Okay, yeah. let's talk about the prescriptive, the prescriptive rescue. What'd you tell them to do? So we got Green Flag out there. Green Flag is one of our 90-10 based products. It's um. It's 90% ortho, 10% poly. We use a lot of that product. And so getting the phosphorus side like we talked about, and it also has potassium acetate in or our bio-K. And then we come in there with some uh, finish line. Yep. And we have some fulvic acid in there with some micronutrients and all that side. Also finish line containing bio-K okay. on that side. So as a whole, we're talking this potassium and phosphorus side. So we're actually waking that plant up like we're so we're we had We had one of your big um, micro packs in that as well. Oh, yeah. Was it Crotolat? So it was, no, it was uh, Sideswipe. Sideswipe. So we went in there with maybe a, a one, a, like a 1.5 X rate. So we kind of jumped all that up too as well. How did you buy all this? Over the top, over the top, and there was nothing else because obviously that 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 cord had been damaged enough. All it was was just what you said. You didn't. Yeah. There's no fungicide in there. There's no other herbicide. I mean, no, I was I was just trying to rescue my brain. Okay, foliar over the top, and that was roughly the from time of herbicide application till the day you went and did the rescue was. I was within seven days. Okay, and you, we made it happen. It's the old thing, you know. It's a good thing you brought me this patient. Otherwise, it could have been. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing that I had the, the foliar nutrition in my chemical warehouse yeah. that I needed. I mean, yeah. and we try to keep things on hand all the time, not necessarily because I'm thinking about a rescue treatment. Yeah. It's it's because I was planning the year out. So they had shipped me a bunch of stuff and it was in storage. I just happened to use it where I probably wasn't going to use it. It'd be better if you didn't have to do rescue. And here's the thing. Would you have used some of these products? For oh, yeah. I was going to use them anyway. But it was going to be... It was going to be late. two weeks later. Yeah. I was okay. going to use it anyway, but just maybe not. Maybe I didn't use quite as much, you know, if I didn't have that problem. But I was 100% going to use it because that's where it was what I bought it. Do you think most people would look at it and say, you know what, this is a gun or something went haywire? Or, you know, you just put Here's Here's what, it, what, what normally would happen. And I'm not saying that this is everybody, but, but generally, if a farmer runs to a problem like that, um, first thing they're going to do is they're going to blame the chemical. And they're going to yell, scream, and holler. And then they're going to want something back out of the chemical company. And I got news for you. At the end of the day, if it's environmental, the chem chemical company isn't paying anything. Yeah. Because if you look in the fine print, if it's environmental, there's nothing that they can do. And it's not their fault. Yeah. It just is. It's just a serious So you want to be, yeah, you want to, instead of going in and fighting with a chemical company, you decided let's go ahead and salvage this thing. So you're happy about the results. 
Uh, the tough part is, do you think you missed it? In other words, if you'd have caught it three days in instead of seven days in, do you think you would have made a difference, or do you think it was didn't matter? We'll blame that on Kelly because I was at his house. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. All right, get me out of here, Jason. So uh, a bunch of a bunch of nutrition over the top full there was going to probably be applied later on anyhow. So all sit, he really did was bump it off, and it, and it dragged it out of there. Is there anything that needed to happen even after that, or pretty much was that enough to get it through? I think as a whole, you know, he, he really salvaged and brought it back quick yeah. in that seven-day window, which was a critical time and on that plant. Like you said, rose being set, round, everything. So with that, the only thing we're looking at now is some late-season applications. We always say on a corn plant, we front load with nutrients on the soybean, we back load. I think now we're seeing times in this marketplace where we're actually being able to some more phosphorus it for LCD yeah, on this plant, get some test weight on this crop. So th um, there might be another application to kind of really help it along. Would that have mattered whether it was damaged or not? I still think at the end of the day, damaged is where you should have been focused yeah. more at. Okay. Because you know you've already lost yield. Yeah. If it's a 10% yield. Yeah, so I'm so making it, I'm yeah. trying to make it up and wait now. Yeah. So, you know, what we damaged early on, it might have, instead of being 18 rows around, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything out here is 16 rows around. Yeah. Now it's at 39,500, so I'm still good. So the only thing that I can do, since I, I've already gotten that taken away from me, all the thing I can do is make up weight. So there was a late season application done. That was about a week ago. That was pretty heavy on. From an economic standpoint, for either of you that wants to address this, there's going to be the idea like, well, that, that crop is torn up and it's because of the smokes, whatever, you know, blame the environment, blame the chemical companies. I'm done fooling with it. You weren't in it for that much. You're, I mean, you know, it was your rescue plan was some work yeah. and... 30 bucks an acre, 25 bucks, 40 bucks. I'd say that I probably spent the extra of about 30, maybe 32 max extra that I wouldn't have done yeah. to get it out of its funk. So if, if I did that mean, and I saved, you know, 10% of my, my, of my yield, that's a big number. Well, that's the point I was going to make is that, you know, you're not supposed to go based on some cost, but to put this acre in behind me was already 700 and some dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people say, hey, never, don't, don't go out there and throw good money at money. Yeah. But this wasn't a situation. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it out of this and go watch this. You've already got the money invested. Yeah. Don't stole up away from it. Yeah. I mean, you know, now, a lot of farmers will do that. Yeah. They'll say, yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond salvaging, you know, go away. But you come in, let's say, hey, we're seven days, you know, let's hit this thing hard. And I think as a whole, you're going to be satisfied. Oh, yeah. Well, again, and you do understand saying don't throw another five hundred dollars at it, but you're talking thirty bucks. Yes, something return on return. One seven hundred was already seven or so. Yeah, it was already seven hundred. So I mean, at that point, I'm like, got to risk it for the biscuit and do it exactly because you know that acre's an acre. Risk it for the biscuit. His name's Temple Rose. Talking about rescuing a crop after some herbicide damage due to environmental conditions. You know what? We might see more and more of this, and maybe you're seeing it on your farm. So that's why we're here is to help you. Pull your crops out of uh, of a funk and rescue. And his name is Jason Worth at Nature's. My name is Damian Mason. Share this with somebody that can benefit from it. So many videos, hundreds and hundreds of podcasts and videos, extremeag.farm to help you improve your farming game.